Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day and thanks for getting our year-round carnival preview podcast. This is our update Saturday morning, 9.30. Vince Accardi, how are you expecting Ramwick to play? Looks like we've got an improving track there. Well, it's come up S7 this morning, Ralphie, so the, the key is going to be they're saying no more rain. The weather's saying no more rain, so hopefully we've got improvement to come, and that, that is important. But we're, I, I, don't, I don't believe we're going to get to, you know, like a G4 or dead 5 in the old language, but... I'm, I'm hoping we're going to be better than S7 because that does create a few headaches if it stays on the worst side of slow. Well, what, what we do know is that uh, when the rail's true and there's given the ground, you don't want to be hard defence, yeah? No, absolutely yeah. not. You want to be six off defence. It's a golden place to be. Six to ten off is fantastic. Even even six to twelve off's great. All right. Well, Randwick starts with the uh, the highway and race one over a 1,000 metres. And let me guess, by looking at your race speed profiles, and of course, if you listen to this, please get your race speed profiles out. The final edition, this is going to be the best information you can have. Uh, I'm tipping you're not playing this first race, Vince. <sighs> I'm hoping that there could be something to look at in the future that may continue on the race in metro tracks. But it, it's a challenge, Rolfie. And when I say it's a challenge, the, the, the horse we've got at the top of the charts Prince Nakoni. The positive is at least that horse handles the wet ground, which is a big plus. So I like that. Positioning running also I feel is going to get a good run in transit, which is going to be another positive. It has raced obviously at the track. Just my issue is the thousand metres. That that's all. Otherwise I would have upgraded the race to at least low to moderate. Well, in the second race, uh, Mahogany is actually quite short price here, but you've decided to put on top Navajo Peak, and uh, that's quite generous, as much as $10 being offered. It's a low-moderate conference race, of course, though, but what's your thinking here? Well, both runners profile really well from a wet track point of view, Ralphie, and that's what I've sort of honed in on. I really can't fault neither of them, ground-wise. Probably Navajo Peak has a slight advantage and when I say slight up to about a length in terms of an edge over mahogany but ultimately I do expect both these horses to race well they're well positioned in terms of the transitive positioning and running I expect both horses to be inside six lengths from the lead pack in you know when you get inside the 800 meter mark and they've got two super competent riders on them so it's hard to sit here and feel that neither of them got a a chance, but I'm going to be keen to see how race one plays. And this is the sort of race that could have been upgraded to moderate. But basically around those those top two. Yes. Yep. Race three in the program here. Well, it's a small, smallish uh, field, but uh, there's several chances uh, as far as the market's concerned. Grace and Harmony on top from Kabosh, Bazooka. Uh, further out, well, you even got Kiss the Bride and Blazer Trail. So there's uh, there's five horses that are considered very good chances as far as the market's concerned. This is the uh, the third race here. Over the mile, you've decided to make it moderate conference, and you've got Grace and Harmony on top. Well, this is the run of the most likely presents itself with the right profile from a ground condition point of view. I thought the first up run was excellent. Second up may have had a lot to do with big shift in the speed in terms of early 
scenarios. You, I mean, the horse had to improve almost 11 lengths from one race to the other, Ralphie, in terms of early speed. Could have been a little bit of flatness, but I, I felt that that first up run was really, really strong. I'm expecting this horse to run very well here today, and as long as we don't find ourselves on a track stays in that S7 range, I'm, I'm confident that she's probably worthy of uh, being a betting proposition. Keep the place inside, eight horse yep. field. absolutely. Sounds good. Moderate confidence as well in race four. You've got Arnold from Silent Impact, Honey Creeper, Mimonia are your four as far as most advantage. You haven't got anything least advantage as far as the market's concerned here. Well, we, uh, when we look at the uh, deep odds on of Arnold, the, the question is, uh, is that something that interests you? Well, the reality is it is very tight from a price point of view. It might even be hard to get set in terms of if you were targeting a place. But, of course, my challenge would be how will it handle the ground. If the ground's significantly improving, it would come on my radar. But the way it performed at Kembla Grange first up, even though the speed wasn't that solid through the first section, you could not ignore the last 400, plus seven and a half, five and a half last 200 metres. That's very, very strong for a horse that's had very little racing. And really, on the Kenzo, the horse did nothing. It didn't have to do anything to win. So this has got superb upside. I am expecting an above benchmark overall performance from this horse. But how do you know it, how well it can handle the wet ground? That's the um, the challenge for me. And, and it's come up super short to find out. Yeah. And I know, I know you'd rather stay out than, uh, than lose money. Absolutely. <laughs> Just business. If, if anyone's thinking of others, uh, what, what can you give them as far as a wet ground perspective is concerned for, well, uh, two, for multis? Yes. Silent Impact, Honey Creeper, both profile really well in the wet ground, particularly if it's in the S5 to S7 range. You can't fault them. And, and they're reasonable prices. And on their day, you only have to look at last campaign, both horses are capable of breaking benchmark. And this is a race that you don't even have to get near that on current profile, Ralphie. So they would be horses definitely to consider. Let's pick it up from Bill Ritchie Handicap Race 5 on the program here. Two short favourites. Uh, yesterday we weren't quite sure on Friday morning when we were recording this if one of them was going to go to Newcastle. I haven't. So you've got Crosstalk ahead of the markets from O President further out, uh, top-ranked uh, Purple Sector and Lakeen. We've got soft ground here, so we've got some more more clarity, Vince. Now you've had a chance to really uh, put put down your final thoughts. The one that stood out to me yesterday was when you said O President's outstanding trial. But what are you looking at that from a betting perspective? Well, firstly, if we look at crosstalk, I, I, I understand. Is that horse shortened much from yesterday, Rolfie? It's uh, pretty much low, low twos in, low in that, twos. In that okay. sort of, and uh, O-present mid threes. Makes sense. Profile-wise, you, you know this horse hasn't got any issues handling the ground, so that's a plus for this particular horse. Coming back 14 to 1,400 metres, I don't see that as a negative. I actually feel that this is probably going to be in the horse's favour and the 30 days in between runs. It was a good trial at Canterbury. There's nothing to really knock on the horse. The, the challenge will be is what happens to O President. If O President isn't flattened by that you know supreme barrier trial, then it's going to, it's going to be a headache for the horse. And that's really where I see this race being the be-all and end-all. It's just about that scenario. Now, from a betting point of view, I don't like to take guesses, Ralphie. Sometimes I don't mind um, just having some 
a speculation. Now, if O President was a much sharper price, which I don't believe it's entitled to be, right? Yeah. Then I could have considered it a little bit more because I, I don't know if this horse is going to turn up flat or not. As much as I want to absolutely smash this horse today from a betting point of view, uh, it's just business. And I'm going, well, I don't want to look like a fool at the end and say, oh, yeah, but the horse could have been flat. You still backed it. That's my only reservation for me. So that does leave you with crosstalk, who I don't believe has any of those issues. It is a little bit tighter in, in terms of pricing, but if you had to go one way, that's probably the way you would consider uh, wanting to bet. But you've got to remember there's only two slots. Is something else going to potentially upset the apple cart? Well, I'm confident Crosstalk's got a, a almost 80% probability of getting one of those two slots. And who would be another one if uh, if one someone, if, if O President was flat? Who, who would you think would be Well, the be problem is, see, top rank, Profiles nicely, so does Purple Spectre, but their web track profiles don't. What about Lakeem? Lakeem could easily jump out of the ground with Rancho Hand and be surprise packets. Race six, the T Rose, when we recorded this yesterday, there was uh, five chances according to the market, but one of them has since been scratched in Paris Dior. You basically said it's who gotcha or I'm not interested. Uh, any change? No, nothing's changed. You've just got to deal with the challenge, obviously. It's very tight in terms of pricing, and that's fine, particularly if you're just a, you know, a win-bet player. I get it, and if you like to back more than one horse, you could probably still make a book and be okay. The wet track profile, what I'm probably leaning more towards about sparking up my own personal interest in the race is I want to see improving ground as opposed to not. But I don't have any negatives with this horse handling S5, S6 at all, and I expect this horse to go close to winning. It's just, it's just going to be really tight, that's all. Well, speaking of really tight, <laughs> yesterday you expect the Animo to put a bit of a space on him, and now Zaki's not even running. So when we recorded yesterday, it was Animo v Zaki as far as the market's concerned. Now it's just Animo. Uh, how short's too short <laughs> for this horse? Well, obviously for me, just the way you know, I typically just have my own basic criteria. I've got to get a dollar thirty a place, which is not going to happen, Ralph. Yeah, right. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't detract my chances of winning. I mean, it's just still by how far. There's, right. there's nothing's going to change. And I, I did hear a few things this morning because I like to listen to how the tracks sort of come up this morning, and then there's some general communication on the Sydney sort of guys that do a bit of talking and it's funny they're, they're, they're sort of indicating that maybe the strategy of a race pace that's going to create some havoc oh, okay fast slow whatever and this horse got to stay in the gates Ralph. i mean we've got to be we've got to be real it's got to stay in the gates or get scratched because how are they going to beat it they're not and zaki getting out that's weak that's just weak that's yep. it if we had an injury i get it they're going to up, but at the same time, uh, well, you know, like they don't want the horse to run second. Well, there's no well, weakness in the in the sprint and race eight yesterday. It uh, it was potentially a match race. Mini Everest, as uh, as they've been calling it, the shorts, Nature Strip, Low Twos, Eduardo four dollars, but other good quality gallopers, Mizzou and Lost and Running, and uh, some that are, are, are also resuming that we've seen uh, them at their best have been very good, like Classic Legend and of course Mask Crusader. Saturday morning, it's business time. Which way are you thinking? Again, it's really. Nothing changes with these two horses. This is where the race should start and finish. It's it's about them two, and it's about who does what. What's the probability? Now, if they both went ballistic, we know that that can be 
a negative for nature strip. If you have a high exertion through the first and second section, tends to really weaken the horse. That can be the, said the same for Eduardo. It doesn't do it any favour. Now, maybe under that extreme scenario that I'm articulating, which I feel is a low probability of happening, then we could, could consider the possibility of other horses. Number one, we don't know what Marzu's talent capabilities is because I don't have a ceiling on it. And when I don't have a ceiling, I don't put him in the bin say not capable. It's not impossible for this horse to improve a couple of lengths and therefore needs to be com- given consideration. If the track does stay in that S6, S7 range, Ralphie, I actually feel that elevates its chances as well, right, of uh, performing very, very well. I'm sure it's not going to be fully screwed down to its top, but I expect a big run. After that, well, you know, we can flip some coins about who else could maybe do something. Is it lost and running? And Mac could these horses do something? Mass Crusader even. They could all potentially do something. But if we're just being basic and we're just sticking to business, if you're not looking at backing one of those two horses, you need to be very careful. Race nine on the program. Well, yesterday uh, when we when we recorded this, you made the case for Gold Trip on talent versus how close would he be to his best and what he, he showed first up. Well, yeah, you can deal with that uh, head scratcher in Melbourne now because he's not running. So that leaves basically the market narrowing down on on uh, on three main chances here: Knights Order, uh, Surefire, and Benno. Benno's the favourite. Low threes, Surefire, low fours. Which way are you thinking? Well, they're all low, aren't they? Yep. Where, where's all the big value? No, no, I mean, I'm only joking. Value is first if you can find the winner, of course, Rolfi. And then after that, hopefully you, you appreciate whatever price they give you to a certain extent. Number 12, well, surefire. It's, it's impossible to fault, Rolfi. Really, it, it really is impossible to fault. Okay, we're not going to end up on a heavy track, so I don't even worry about that. We're going to be, you know, worst-case scenario, S7. Hopefully, it'll be 6 or 5. I just see that being a benefit for the horse, and and I'm just expecting this horse to go very, very close to winning. And obviously, the main threat's going to be the 9. And the last race, Vince, what's your thoughts there for those uh, trying to get out in the uh, in the quaddy? Oh, probably not. I shouldn't say get out. We should we should say hopefully it's been a very very enjoyable day. I know what a huge fan you are of Mountai. Yeah, it's good horse Mountai, Ralphie. This campaign's done everything right. I love the first up run over a thousand meters. It was really strong, best of the day type performance. Last start, I, I felt the horse was. The squeeze in the mid-race really impacted this horse's overall performance and probably a little bit of flatness coming from the run and first time to 1,200 in the preparation. They were all things that didn't work. But now, with that run out the way, I'm not a super fan of the trainer, but I feel this trainer still allows their horses to be there, you know, train themselves to their fitness. So I expect this horse to probably rebound and potentially run up to what it did last campaign first up, Ralphie, at this track and distance, which is around plus 1.3. And if it does that, big, big tick for me. Uh, Negative, if the track stays really wet. Yeah. run. race 10 improving day, you like that. Yes. Terrific. Thanks so much for buying our year-round carnival preview podcast. Enjoy the day. Hopefully, best of luck.